If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Welcome back to The Francisca Show, where we encourage fellow artists and entrepreneurs to collaborate and support each other while sharing their stories. I'm Francisca, a singer, composer, and also your host. And today we have Hen D, also known as Jewish Mama, songwriter, artist, singer, living in spot with so many deep messages and her creative work to share with the world. So welcome. Hi, Francesca. Thank you so much for having me. This means so much to me. I'm a really big fan of yours, actually, so this means a lot to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. So you go by Hendy? Yes. I mean, I go by Hendy, but a lot of people call me the Jewish mama, and now I'm kind of trying to transform it into Mama Israel because um, I'm recently married, and my husband's last name is Israel. So I just love being like Hendy, Jewish Mama Israel. That's really cute. I, I like that. It's a lot of work, yeah. though, but I'm sure you can do that. You can pull it off. Yeah. Anyone can. You can. It's inspired by Mama Africa. Oh, so yeah. I would love to represent Israel in my music. Well, go for it. So let's start from the beginning. I know you didn't always live in Spot, and you grew up in New York. Right? I grew up in Far Rockaway, New York. Yeah, so that tell is me. my hometown. <laughs> tell me more about your childhood and how you discovered your talent of expression and songwriting. You know, I had like the best of both worlds. Um, well, for someone living in Far Rockaway, um, I grew up in a safe community. I can say that. I didn't have any um, traumatizing experiences per se compared to a lot of my friends that come from more Hasidic backgrounds. So I appreciate that about my childhood. And my parents actually, um, we had a very open-minded home with a lot of people coming through it. So it was also a very cultural experience for me. Um, I would meet Jews from all over the world. Um, and we were very accepting of all kinds of people. So for me, I got to meet very interesting people and have a very eclectic childhood. So I appreciate a lot about the way I was raised. That's so beautiful. Did your parents move with you to Israel when you moved? Um, definitely. My parents bought a house in Nachlaot when I was like 15 years old. So we started um, making um, trips to Israel every year. And my mother actually now, she's mostly in Israel. Um, and from Nachlaot, I met people that knew people in Spot, and I ended up coming to Spot, and that's where I've been for the past 12 years. Wow. So you could say I'm a real Spot lover. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to argue with you on that. So tell me about how your creative expression began, and how, how did you discover your talents? Your, all your so many talents. You, Wow, what a great question. 
Um, you know, the women here in SPOT are really creative and really powerful. And I just would go to learn Torah, this once a week Torah class. And then, you know, at the end of the class, one of my best friends now was like, all right, let's just take out instruments. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really play anything. And she was like, well, well, now you do. And they basically taught me how to jam and they were so accepting that they really let me find my voice. Um, it was a long journey because actually I was tone deaf growing up or so I was told. And when I met my friends, they were so musical and so improvisational that it really inspired me. I said, Hashem, please help me find my voice. And from there, I found my voice teacher, um, Miriam Arman, who teaches voice through Kabbalah and how to find that higher voice within yourself. And it's about believing in yourself. And my friends gave me that platform. So I started beatboxing and then I started rapping and then I started singing and then I started recording. And I already had a love for art and videography. And from there came two great music videos um, and a lot more to come. Wow. Well, we're going to get to all of that because there's so much more details and stories, I'm sure, involved with your music videos. And and want to hear more about what happened, you know, in between parallel to all this creative stuff going on, learning Torah, discovering your, your voice. And um, so I heard you studied Chinese medicine for a couple of years. Could you elaborate on that? That's so fascinating. How did you yeah, stumble I did. Um, I studied Chinese medicine uh, for four years at the Prajna Institute, where it's integrative medicine. So I actually had to learn Western medicine as well, such as pathology and um, everything. That so it was really an amazing experience. Um, it was. It was tough because it was, I was confused. Where am I with my music and medicine? It's, it, it the, a lot of doc, isn't, medicine isn't art. So there are doctors that have a secret artistic side, uh, good doctors especially. But for me, it was very hard because I was balancing back and forth between music and medicine, music and medicine. And I eventually had to choose. Um, and I really would rather serve society with my music rather than um, medicine. Medicine is a huge responsibility as well as a lot of um, controversy. Um, I am a healer, so I do heal people and I heal my friends and anyone can come to me that needs help. Um, my door is always open. Whoever Shem sends my way, I'm happy to help through acupressure, acupuncture and herbs, but it's not something I want to do for a living. And uh, so I had to eventually leave Chinese medicine, but I use everything I learned in my art. If you notice in any of my videos, you will see it has all the elements in it. I didn't forget to forget that. Um, we have sand, we have fire, um, nature. Uh, I try to balance all the elements. I work a lot with Chinese um, art. Wow, that's just fascinating. So I know that you that you were a single mom with three kids for some time. And what did you do? I mean, first of all, I can't imagine how difficult that must have been. But what what got you through that? Were you doing Chinese medicine? Were you doing music? How were you? What was your, um, what did you depend on for your livelihood? 
You know, it was so hard. I, if there are any single mamas out there listening to this, like I, I'm praying for you. I support you because it is so hard to be a single mom, especially here in Israel. My whole family was in America. I had to do Shabbat by myself and I'm full-time single mom. So I don't have split custody. Um, it was, it was really, really intense. Um, but I could tell you I survived and became stronger from it. So I, and it also pushed me in the direction I'm in now, which I'm so grateful for because I was, I was forced to, um, have stability to, to create a stable life. I was forced to, um, get a job. I was forced to, um, uh, to, to find where I, exactly where I am now. I had to go through that experience. But I actually met my boyfriend, who's now my husband, um, at a time when I needed him most. I needed him most. It was so hard for me. And that was also a big mercy from Hashem. And we, and ever since we got married, I was able to slowly get back into my music. And he's very, very supportive of it, which was something that was so important to me when I was looking for someone. Um, so I'm very grateful for how everything worked out, but being, it's a great question because being a single mom is so hard. And I guess I juggled Uh, I juggled and things were left neglected. Of course, like I would never judge a single mom. If I walked into her house and it was a mess and the kids are going crazy and there's no discipline is like, if you walk into a single mom's house and it's somewhat clean and her kids are happy, just say you're doing great. (laughs) You know, that's totally that's how it was. Wow. So Mazel Tov again on your new on your new marriage. It's so exciting. I was so excited when I found out. Um, I remember when I spoke to you a couple months back, you told me that even if you don't know what you're doing, your goal was to just get into the studio, to create, and to just put yourself in an environment where you're forced to create, forced to like songwrite. And so it's I think just, that that's yeah, that's so important for an artist. Um, it's not so much like some people have a song and they go to the studio and they produce that song. But for me, a lot of magic happens in the studio and a lot of changes and alterations are made. So I go into the studio with an idea. I go in with an idea. And um, my producer I'm working with right now, he's a rapper and he's so creative and he's just a light. Um, actually he's really a light. So, um, a lot of the magic happens in the studio. You're supported. If you have a good producer, he needs to support you feeling, you know, confident and feeling empowered and comfortable. And the studio should be the place you're most comfortable to come down with music and words and melodies. So I just make sure I get, you know, I got to go to the studio that's that's where it's going to happen and it's hard and it's money and it's and, and it's and, you know it's time and effort but it's if you really are passionate about it then you do it you do what you got to do that's so true you know i'm struggling a lot with that because i was working on you know my 10 album project and i'm i'm 5 albums into it and now for my 6th album i just don't know if i can step back into that studio and spend more money because you know, initially I did all these investments hoping that it will pay it will it'll pay itself back somehow. But it hasn't. Oh, and man, I, I feel I like know I can't justify just going doing that anymore. Like so I it's nice to hear that you you say you just go to the studio because that's what you gotta do. And um 
I'm struggling on that right now. I don't know if I'm just going to do that again. At least well, right now. I can tell you this. We all want you to do that because your last music videos that I've watched have, have were so good, so progressively good. And they were, you're evolving. You're, it's so obvious you're going to be, um, you are amazing and it's just going to keep growing. Your, your, your audience is going to keep growing. And I really do believe that, you know, it says that Miriam took her drum and went out with all the women to bring in the redemption. And that's exactly how it's going to be. And what woman do you think that's going to be? That's going to be all your fans. All your fans are Jewish women waiting and ready to bring to bring the redemption. So they're going to need musicians just like you. So I it's the best investment. It's the best service you can do for society. Um, it's definitely the hardest money-making industry. And that's a whole topic we can, you know. So the question really is, is money a hobby or is it a career? Because it's the hardest money-making industry. It's, it's something I struggle with too. Well, yeah, I would love to delve into that more. And primarily, we can share more about this process with your two projects, because I'm sure they weren't cheap. Your two amazing, creative, like, crazy... Jewish Mama. <laughs> Jewish Mama. Uh, my first video, Jewish Mama, was cheap. You know, that was cheap, and it was my more successful video. Um, it's a parody uh, all I did was a voice voiceover and I got my, 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 I got some really good friends to do the video. Actually, I have Miriam Souza doing this, my next music video as well. A very talented videographer. She was 15 years old when she did Jewish mama. Um, everything was just like in my house or in my friend's house. And that was cheap. And then I wanted to take my next video never again to the next level. So I paid around like 10,000 shekels just for the video. And it didn't, didn't even do as successful as Jewish Mama, not even by half as much. So I don't really believe in that it's about the money. I just think it's about, you know, catching a wave and, um, you know, being lucky. I, 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 I'm, Never Again is all about a message, and I thought it was important. And, you know, I realized people just really want to, like, have a good time. They want to have fun. And that's why my new music is dance music, Easy M. Let's just hit the dance floor and have a really great night and have fun. So you did mention Lucky, and there's definitely Mazel involved with, you know, your music catching a wave and going, you know, semi-viral or something. But there's... What do you think the secret was to your song catching wave like that? I think that Jewish Mama um, caught a lot of people's hearts, and in particular, people's children. Like, I still have um, kids messaging me. My friends' kids listen to it all the time. Um, kids, some base Yaakov schools. Um, I've gotten videos of. Um, my niece's classes love love Jewish Mama. So there were people that really, really liked it and so much so that they shared it with a friend, you know. Um, Never Again is a message that might have touched people's hearts, I'm sure. I mean, it got shared a lot. So, but uh, not enough, I guess, to get people to really want to show it to everyone. So um, I think that's the difference between the two videos. And one was more positive. People want to send positive, positive things, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it is 
it's not so much you're right it's there is mazel involved in it but it's also just you have to know what your audience really wants you have to know what they want and i i got it i got it thank you to all my friends fans who made it very obvious to me what they want they want to dance and they want to have a good time and they want to be proud of being Jewish and praising Hashem and that your music was so great that music video a few on the horse um it got me moving it made me happy you were smiling it was was it really successful I'm sure it was well thank you thank you so much for saying that yeah I guess my expectations of what I think successful is versus what other people perceive is different. And that's why I feel not so happy about I, for that. For me, success very much is if you like it, share it, buy the album, hire me to perform. If you didn't, then it wasn't a success. Because how are you going to sustain your artist? My husband always says that, you know, the Jewish Orthodox market or is just not a sustainable market. There, you, you don't have so many bodies to work with or like women or people to work with who are uh, going to be diehard fans who are going to follow you somewhere or want to show up to a concert. You don't you know, have that. You have that, that in the mainstream world because you have enough people who will go somewhere and, you know, be diehard fans. I'm not, I don't mean like diehard fans, but like people who would actually you know travel somewhere or pay something. And because we're working with so many smaller um, quantities of people, who are so busy with like Yantif Simcha's Jewish day schools and everything else, like tons of kids. I mean, I don't even know if people have time to listen to this podcast because, you know, you have busy lives. And and um, it's almost like why focus on this, on, on Jewish art, if they aren't going to support you? So that's I where love that. I love your argument. It's I love your argument because it's your it's really true. I have friends here that have been trying to make it in the music industry for years. I mean, they're one of the most successful. She travels the world to give Jewish performances and she, you know, struggled. I mean, I guess she would need to speak for herself. But the market, the Jewish Orthodox woman market is there. It's not sustainable, but that can and will change, I believe. Um, but it's very problematic right now. Women don't realize the importance of supporting artists, going out, buying the album, making it to the show. Um, schools don't understand the importance of hiring you to come. Every, I mean, every single base Yaakov should have you perform at least once a year. How, 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 how is that not happening? Why is music they're not their top priority? Why, why are you not being hired? That's, that's a huge question. It's definitely part of like the galut, yeah? The exile, like people are sleeping. People don't realize the importance of music. People don't realize how important it is to contribute to art, um, to make time for that. It's one of the reasons why I decided to sing in front of men too. Now, I don't, it's not that I sing in front of men. It's just that if there's a man that, um, doesn't that he would listen to music the woman singing anywhere he goes to a bar he listens to music woman singing then he can for sure stay and watch my performance because i do believe that kolish is partly on the man is what he if his you know if he if he's gonna do that anyways and i don't need to shut my voice it's really something a man needs to take on not to sh- shut me up so that's a very personal um i, I mean i like i just went to the yonina show and just so inspiring, Yonina, the Nina, his wife is Nina, he's Yoni. She's so inspiring and there's a market for her and I'm just so impressed with her and her 
and that she's that they're surviving and that they're sustaining themselves through their music. I think that's special. So I think that women struggle with this. They're like, well, what do I do now? Colisha is holding me back. It's holding me back from doing what I love. It's holding me back from being successful in art. It's holding me back to reaching the people I want to reach. So that is just like, then people need to really go and question, question, you know, are they going to not move forward because of this, of Colisha? And it's something that the rabbis need to think about too, because it's not opera singing. Um, I, 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 you know, it's not in the, back in the olden days when women were singing opera. Um, obviously, this is a very personal take on the matter, and people, everybody has their own humras, and everybody has their own uh, heters, you know? So I spoke to my rabbi, um, and he told me, you know, Hendy, it's on the man. You don't have to shut up. It's, if there's a man in the room that specifically says, I don't listen to women singing, you need to respect him. But don't put yourself in that environment, then, I don't know. So for me, it worked. So for me, I feel like my, my market is also mainstream. Um, You're not limiting yourself to just Kolisha and the women. The well, I am, I am limiting myself. If Like I said, if there was a man, if, I was, if I'm at a bar mitzvah and they say, hey, get up and sing, you know, it would be polite of me to say, well, hey, are there any men in here that are uncomfortable with that? You know, that would be me respecting Kolisha. But um, if I'm in a place where everybody would potentially listen to a woman singing, you know, they listen to the radio, they go, they, they wouldn't stop themselves from going to, uh, I don't know what concert, uh, Morissette concert, you know? So, you know, if, if they're going to listen to a woman singing, then they could, they should listen to me. I'm a Jewish mama with a lot of wisdom. Jewish mama is power people. Yeah, when you say when with the wisdom, it's very true. So I know two things. One thing is you're working, you're releasing soon a new song called Take No More. And you, in general, all your songs have very strong messages, a lot of empowerment, a lot of just strong, strong messages. Can you tell us about the, your main messages as a, as a songwriter and singer? And what are your messages as Hendy Israel? Yeah, my messages. I'm so passionate about my messages. It's almost my setback because <laughs> people don't necessarily want to hear everything everyone thinks, you know. Tell us more. But um, um, yeah. I, oh, my my basic message in all my underlying music is either to like praise Hashem, appreciate, have gratitude, or to love yourself, forgive yourself, accept yourself. So I go between those two 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 sides. Um, so take no more is definitely about self-love, loving yourself and putting a stop in boundaries where people don't respect you or accept you. Um, I think people are really going to enjoy it. It has really good vibe. It's very strong message, very powerful. And, um, and with my new music that I'm working on, um, it's much more about just like praise ya, need ya, Hashem ya, masavia, you know, it's more like praising Hashem. Wow. That's so beautiful. Can you share any sneak peeks or any <sighs> cute things or fun facts about the new music video? What to expect? What's coming out? Um, well, Miriam Souza, she's a really, really amazingly talented videographer. So she's taking it on. She took on the project with her friend Bunya. And if you go to Miriam Souza Khan's uh, Facebook page, which I can give you a link, you can watch some of her videos, which are so good and catch your attention and are fun to watch. 
and you'll see the girls in her video. They're her friends, and they're going to be in this video as well. Um, I, I felt like for Jewish Mama and Never Again, my face was just all over it. It was all about me and my personality, and I wanted this video to be different. I said, you know what? I really want it to be about other girls and collaborate more with other people and less me, me, me. Um, so I handed the video project over to Miriam and we, we, we touched base and we, um, and definitely I'm part of approving the process and the ideas, but really it's her manifestation and she's so talented that I think everyone's just going to really enjoy watching it. Wow. Do you have a release date yet? Uh, definitely not yeah i don't have a release date yet but sometime in the next two months for sure like for sure wow you have no idea i'm so excited and we're gonna share it on the facebook group the francisca show podcast facebook group and i'll share it on my page i'm so so excited you have no idea um so i i saw a quote about well, you wrote it, actually. It's in your bio. <laughs> but how throwing a concert in the Beis HaMikdash that has Kanye jealous he wasn't invited. Um, yeah. So that's cause... like, tell me about that. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, maybe he will be invited, but I would be shocking. <laughs> actually, I know that Kanye owns a, an apartment in Tel Aviv and he supports Israel and all his security guards are ex-Israeli post-Israeli army service people so um, maybe he will be invited but my point was is that my new music is really um, meant for dance parties clubs bat mitzvahs um, and it's that in an uplifted version. So we're going to throw in Hashem. We're going to throw in gratitude. We're going to throw in Torah, um, mysticism. Ju just I'm, I'm a proud Jew. So all, all the culture that we have, I'm going to put into the music. And um, so I guess why, 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 why did I say that sentence? Because really my main goal is to do art for Hashem. Because I want to be used as a vessel and to use art to inspire other people. You know, art is my passion, but my purpose is for Hashem and for the Jewish people so that they can have something to dance to that's also holy. You know, I go to bat mitzvahs nowadays and they just put on the regular Rayana music and and all the the mainstream songs because they really want to dance. But they'll put on Nanach music, they'll put on Brussels music, they'll put on Israeli music. Because they're so happy to have something to dance to that's within our culture. So I just think there's a huge market for that, and there, I'm going to bring more of that to people. Wow, you're amazing. You are such a force, and I'm sure your new husband is totally on. He's a force, too. He's a force. <laughs> so He's a force a of nature. And he inspires me. It's really, really, honestly, I merited something very special. And... Um, that's also it's also part of my story, you know. Part of my story is finding love again, and not only that, but a complete mirror reflection of myself. Who he, I believe in him too. He's going to be a force of nature, uh, also for the Jewish people. So it's a really big journey. Kind of we're on it together, but differently, you know. For sure, you're such a gift. Um, you're so positive. I love your positivity and forgive yourself and. Gratitude, Tashem. 
Uh, you know, thank you. I definitely really... learned the hard way. Okay. There were big bumps on the way, so I can totally understand how you feel about like, is this worth it? But there's going to be, and I know you enough to say, you know, it's not going to be something that you're capable necessarily of letting go of. I mean, you might take a break and that might be good, but the second you can, you're going to be back in the studio because that's what we all want to do as people. We want to co-create with Hashem. Hashem created us so that we can create and we want to co-create with Hashem. So, you know, we, you can't just put yourself in a box doing something you don't love. I wouldn't recommend that. And I see how much you love making music. So I give you a bracha from Sfat Yer HaKodesh <laughs> that you should be so successful this year. This should be your most successful year. Your audience Amen. should grow. Your fans should grow. Um, and they should remind you every day of why you're needed and why you're loved and why you doing music is important. And you should make a lot of money. I mean, so I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, really, this I have, episode got turned around yeah. a little bit onto me, which I did not meant to happen. Ah, no, it's good. It's all about you. This is the Francesca show. And that's people, anybody watching this is because they love you and because you give to them and you serve them. And so they want your music too. Thank you. But I'm actually hoping people are going to listen to this because they want to actually listen to you and your story. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there are some people that want to listen to me. You are so sweet. And you know I want to collaborate with you. You know that, right? Because I'm Yeah, primarily... we're so excited. Let's do something this year. And you know, when I watched your music video with you and the horse, I said, hey, I could have totally rapped. I even saw the part. I'm like, right there, I could have rapped. I could have done it. It would have been awesome. So chaval that we missed it, but everything in its right time. Yeah. So I'm I'm holding you up to your end. We're we're doing this collaboration. Amen. I'm in. Okay. So I'm in. Any closing tips, messages? Well, we used a lot of messages in this episode, but anything that you want to use your voice for now to just tell out to the world? Anything that you know you need to get off your heart or share with anyone listening? Um, I guess I would say that, you know, um, everybody in the whole world doesn't feel like they're there yet. You know, even the most successful person that you look at is always trying to grow and move forward. So everybody is struggling to be their best self because it's a life's work it's a life process and that's really what I am I am I'm, I'm, I'm just a struggling artist like everybody else that doesn't see the finish line and is trying to not have expectations and I'm just gonna shout out to the world that everybody if we just you know remember that remember that it's slow baby steps forward and to pray do you know the power of a Jewish woman's prayer? I mean, actually, any woman's prayer. It's not even about... You see the revolution happening all around us, yeah? The, the Women's March, uh, Oprah's speech, Me Too, um, the hashtag Me Too. Uh, we see it all around us that the women are starting to bring this enlightenment, you know, into the business force. People are starting to realize that, you know what, women we tend to share more. We tend to hear each other more. We're less narrow-minded. We're less skeptical. We're a very creative um, gender. And we add so much to society. And that was a prophecy, the prophecy of the moon being as big and strong as the sun. So there's so much space for you to grow, Francesca. And any woman that's listening to this podcast, there is so much potential and so much space for them to grow. And we just need to keep praying. <laughs> 
because we're obviously doing something right. Yeah. If you look around, we're obviously doing something very right. Uh, so just continue, continue, continue moving forward and follow me on my Instagram. My Instagram is Mama Israel, where I bring you inspiration and I remind you to be your best self every day. And um, you can get a lot of light from my Instagram. So that's what I have to say to y'all. Thank you so much, Handy, for being on this show. Please follow her on Instagram and watch her videos and stay tuned for her new music video, Takes No More. I'm so excited. Thank you for giving me the space to share. I really respect that. Thank you, Francesca, and to all the listeners. We love you so much. And make sure to come and tune in in our next episode. Awesome. Bye from Israel.